Hey, it's Michael, and welcome to another podcast episode. Before I get into today's episode, we wanted to make an offer to you. If you go to firmsconsulting.com, you will see a pop-up or you'll see a place to add in your email address or you can register on the Firms Consulting website. If you register onto that website, you get put into an exclusive list. And what you get in that exclusive list is samples of the content we have available to FC Insiders. So that said, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. In today's podcast, what I want to talk about is something that I think affects every single consultant in the world. And that is the issue of confidence, arrogance, or whatever you want to call it, right? I do believe MBA programs around the world have a lot to do with this. They teach you that you have to be supremely confident, almost arrogant, and, you know, say that you know what is happening. Even books like, um, you know, Lean In, I've never read it. I've read some of the reviews and some of the excerpts. That's all a little bit misleading to me, right? Isn't it misleading? Do you want an advisor who says he can do something when he cannot do it and jumps in and it's a hit or miss? I don't think anyone wants that. So I find those books to be, you know, I'm sure Sheryl Sandberg has a lot of great things in those books and I do not want to judge her book based on one excerpt, which may be taken out of consideration, out of context. But if it's not taken out of context, I don't think that's pretty good advice. I think anyone, woman or men, Consultants need to be able to step forward and volunteer to do things and do it, but you shouldn't mislead. Now, why am I saying this? The reason I'm saying this is because, you know, I'm going to talk about an advert that proves a point, and then I'm going to come back to the message I want to deliver. Right? So this advert, I think it's an Avis advert from, the, from a few years back, five, maybe ten years back. And I think it's an Avis advert because the lady in the advert was wearing a red blazer, which I think is the Avis colors. I could be wrong. But anyway, the advert begins by this guy telling his friend that he's met the woman of his dreams. And he's really in love with her. And she's the most wonderful person in the world. She makes him feel so special and something along those lines. And he really thinks that this is the one he's going to take home to his mother. So anyway, the camera then cuts to him, his friend and him walking into this building with glass doors and he's carrying some flowers and his friend says something along the lines of, hey, that's an Avis lady. She's friendly like that to everyone. Now, why am I telling you about the Avis story and talking about overconfidence and overcommitting in management consulting? Okay, there's a reason for this. One of the things that happens to you when you're in a consulting role or you're in business it's a little bit like a frog in hot water, in water when you're slowly turning up the heat. You don't realize that the environment which you're in has maybe become a bit abrasive, showy, arrogant, overconfident. You just slowly, slowly adjust to it until you see someone that is the complete opposite and you think to yourself, wow, that's a style that, you know what, I've never seen someone use and it makes perfect sense. Now, On the power sector study, we have a few people working on it. And we have a female partner here as well, who leads corporate finance. And she has a very unusual way of doing things, which must be honest, it is difficult to understand, but it gets results. So first thing is that she's really, really, really polite and nice. And I mean, in a genuine way. That's someone who greets you, And that's someone who smiles at you just for the sake of doing it, but someone who's actually nice. And 
it's very apparent she's actually nice because everyone wants to work with her and everyone thinks she's the most amazing person in the world, right? She's just very, very polite and very, very friendly and she's a partner, yeah, right? And it's very unusual to see because in a consulting environment where everyone's in the gun, people are friendly, but I think it's more professionalism than friendly. They're not really genuinely interested in you and genuinely friendly. They're just being professional so that they can, you know, avoid the stress from building up and, you know, um, hurting the relationship. And then there's this person who comes along who's actually very pleasant, very nice. And when she talks to you, you know, you can see she's interested. People love her. The second one is here's a person who, besides actually having a good personality, never, ever misleads. The client asks a question and this partner doesn't have the answer. She would say, look, I don't have the answer to this. But I believe that this is the way we would look at it. So, you know, if you have some time, I can go back and I can come back with an answer. And that's how she handled all conversations. Now, you've got a room there of men who say they know everything. And you've got a female partner who says she doesn't know the answer, but she'll think about it. So what happens is that I think initially that partner is discounted a little bit. Very likable, very polite, very hardworking, very sincere. So people kind of put up with her. But at the beginning, they're not really sure if she's going to deliver. But here's what happens. Over the course of the project, over the course of the project, this partner starts delivering. They just start delivering amazing insights, amazing ideas, amazing work. And then the client looks at this and says, well, you know, she was friendly. She was nice. We weren't sure at first, but just look at what she's delivering versus what everyone else is delivering. And she becomes a very influential partner in the study, not because she went to some great school, you know, she didn't go to Harvard or anything like that, but just she's so sincere, so nice, and the work is just formidable. She really cares about the client and really thinks through client issues, never overcommits, never puts up a hand and says something just to, you know, steal the limelight. Um, and the lesson here, I think, the lesson I want to deliver is this. I think that when you are building your career, and this applies to any level, whether you're a partner level, whether you're sort of a middle level manager or you're a more junior level, I think it's okay to be confident. I think it's okay to have, you know, high self-worth and to, you know, raise your hand and, and, you know, volunteer for things. But I think what you need to remember is that all of those things are promises. When you are confident and you speak confidently to the client and the client agrees to listen to you, you are making a promise to the client, look, I am confident. If you listen to me, I will deliver. Now, a promise still needs to be backed up by delivery. So what you need to decide here is this. If you're going to be supremely confident, and I would say most people are actually arrogant as opposed to just confident, don't assume that's going to get you everywhere that you need to go. You still have to deliver. And if you are not so confident initially, it doesn't matter if you are someone who's not going to let that impact you and still delivers at the end, because at the end of the day, consultants care about delivery, right? And and that's what matters. And I'm going to explain this in a slightly different way to you so you understand it. Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you understand firms consulting, and you know we have two sides of the business that are 
they feed each other, but they are different. One side, we prepare people for case interviews at McKinsey and BCG primarily, Bain as well, but mostly McKinsey and BCG. And we have the other side of the business, which is actually a pseudo consulting firm. We consult the clients and we publish those things on our website. Now, the side of the business that teaches people case interviews, it's a very weird business to be in. Unless you worked at McKinsey or BCG, or to some extent Bain, unless you have that on your resume, the people who want case interview advice don't want to be trained by those people at Firms Consulting. So you must be an alumni of one of those firms. You could be the dumbest alumni. You could be the guy who was managed out after four months at Bain. You could be someone who doesn't know the capital of the United States. You could be someone who still thinks that a can of Coke costs one nickel in the United States, or one dime, or one penny. But if you have McKinsey, Bain, or BCG on your resume, clients want to be coached by you. Which is surprising because the best coach we have didn't work at one of those firms, right? And, you know, in terms of placement rate, very high, but he's not a popular coach with our clients because he didn't work at one of those firms, but he's very good, right? So unless you have that paper qualification, no one wants to work with a coach because there's no way to judge the coach's ability. So the market doesn't know how to judge ability. They rely on paper resumes. Consulting is different. Initially, the client, to some extent, relies on your paper resume and say, oh, my God, you worked at McKinsey. You went to Stanford and graduated first in your class as a George Akerlof scholar. My God, I can't wait for you to tell me what to do. But there's a big difference. Because as the study progresses, the client can judge your abilities. They can judge the quality of your recommendation. They can judge the way you think. So initially, you start with a paper profile, and then it branches out into your abilities. Versus the case interview side of our business, where it starts with the paper profile, but even as you coach the client, they have no idea whether what you're doing makes any sense because they're not equipped to understand that. And as the sessions continue, they only will know if you are successful training them if they get an offer. If they don't get an offer, there's a number of there's numerous reasons which are outside of the control of the coach, which would lead to them not getting an offer. So the point is, on that side of the business, the resume matters enormously for the coach. On the consulting side of the business, the resume does not matter as much for our partners because the delivery matters more. Now, why am I giving you this story? The reason I'm giving you this story is because when you go into a consulting study as any consultant, play the long game, right? Be like this female partner who doesn't overpromise, is genuinely nice, and because she doesn't overpromise, she now has developed a reputation where when she says something, people listen to her because she doesn't exaggerate. She doesn't just say something to get attention. So people say, hold on a minute. I've actually seen clients say, hey, hold on a minute. Let's listen to her. You know, um, why do you say this? Why do you think this will be a problem? And this is the far cry from the start of the project where people wouldn't even give her the time of day because, you know, she wasn't as forthright. So the point I'm trying to make here is this. If you are really good, if you are really good, you're going to be successful. Doesn't matter the style you are using. It actually helps to be extremely polite, genuinely friendly, sincere, just a nice person to work with. And honestly, I don't see that with a lot of people today. 
And here's a partner that everyone wants to work with. She's just so nice and she's so smart and she gets things done and she really helps people and develops them. And I see other people who come in really arrogant and, you know, I worked at McKinsey, I worked at BCG, I was a partner there, therefore just listen to me, I'm going to be arrogant. There's a difference between tough on someone and being arrogant, right? You can be tough on them to develop them, but you can't be arrogant. And you shouldn't just say, well, listen to me because I'm from McKinsey, because that's not why you want to listen to someone. They have to have something intelligent to say. So the takeout from this is that it doesn't really matter how you start your career. If you're smart and you get things done for clients that matter, they're going to listen to you. If clients listen to you, everyone listens to you. If everyone listens to you, you get influence. So when you start your career, I want you to know that it's okay to be very polite, very sincere, but you've got to back it up with amazing insights. If you're very confident, very arrogant, you have to back it up with amazing insights because people are going to judge you very harshly if you don't deliver, right? But I don't like this idea where everyone advises people to be overconfident, almost to the point of arrogance. The point is that you should always try to build a nice, pleasant working environment. It doesn't mean you're a weak person and back it up with delivery. Because I've seen the impact on the study where you have different partners. Some of them think that they are, wow, you know, they're so amazing. And you know what? They're not that good. And you have another partner who actually is amazing and is nice to work with. And everyone wants to work with her. And she becomes a very influential part of the study. And people don't know why she's influential. Well, it's easy. She's nice and she's intelligent. And she solves the client problems, right? Versus other partners who are not so nice, are very arrogant, and they talk down a little bit to the client as opposed to taking the time to help the client understand things. In the long term, the one who adds value wins. And arrogance and confidence is of zero value to the client. Remember that. Confidence is only valuable to you because it makes you feel good when you present. But it's not really valuable to the client in the long term. It adds no value to the client in the long term, zero. And remember, the aim of creating a competitive advantage in your career and life is you have to do things that add value to your clients. So as you are more confident, you may think it's useful for your client. It's not. It's useful for you. And you need to remember that you must deliver. And who wants to work with someone who has a, you know abrasive personality? So at least make it a fun experience for your clients. And to wrap up here, I would like to remind you that in the long term, the strength of your resume matters very little. Yeah, if you've got a great school on your you know, resume, you're always going to get better opportunities, but it depends how ambitious you are. If you just want to get good opportunities, then okay, you went to a great school, you were going to get that. If you want to have great opportunities, you know, like really stand out and shoot out the lights, you have to be able to deliver. You have to be able to deliver and you have to make people like you as you deliver. And I think that's a rare skill. And when I see it, I know this person is going to be a leader in the future. This is someone who you want to put in the leadership role because they are doing the right things. They're not over-promising. They're not lying to get people to agree. They're giving the tough feedback, but they're doing it in such a nice way that you want to listen to them, right? And that's a unique kind of leader. Don't rely on your paper resume to get ahead. As always, if you have comments and questions, I'll be more than happy to respond to them. And that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed doing the episode. 
Finally, I want you to remember that the only way to get access to our special offers, the only way to get our special pricing, and the only way to get samples of our content is to join the list on firmsconsulting.com. It's the only way also to get access to our unique advanced content that we make available to insiders. So if you want to get a sneak peek of things, test it out, see what's in there, this is the place to go. And finally, I want to thank you again for making us one of the largest podcast channels around the world for careers and for the 2 million downloads and counting.